So you guys were at Fleet Week in New York. I mean, I remember doing Fleet Week in Seattle, and you know everybody was in their whites. They were all having a good time. People were out throwing up in the streets. <laughs> what what uh what were you guys uh, you know? So you were you were rolling around with the. And I'm gonna say it wrong again. What was he? What was his rank or his his job MPA. title? MPA. MPA. Main propulsion assistant. The assistant to the main main pr- propulsion guy. So, what was what was going on with them? Oh, so like we hit uh, this party called Rock the Fleet, where they just took over the Hard Rock Cafe, like the USO did, and they just. With the drinks and all that stuff. Yeah, you were saying that there was. Uh, you guys had the tickets. You were saying. Yeah, yeah. And then he came back with a grip of the tickets. Yep. And I got sloppy, sloppy. Um. So we get we get back to the boat on time. Like we made Liberty Exploration. We got there on time, and I was like, "Yes, best Liberty buddy ever." I'm drunk as shit, and he made sure I got back to the boat on time. Yeah. So um, we hit up the smoke deck, and like I vaguely remember him grabbing my ass, and then like after that, I just got like bits and pieces of memory. But I know he uh, he did some stuff that I was not cognizant enough to consent to really yeah now was this this was out at the smoke deck or did you guys move somewhere else we went down to his office you went down to his office yeah okay like it started on the smoke deck with the little grab ass or whatever and like i can't say that i wasn't participating because I don't know, but I know that I wasn't in any sort of frame of mind to like actively say, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah, I got you. That's, I mean, and then, I mean, this was somebody that you worked with. This is somebody you're going to see. Did you report it at all or? (laughs) No, no. I was drunk. It happened on the ship which is a no-no. You, you don't bump the uglies on the ship. And I couldn't say whether or not I was an active participant in it. Yeah. And then it'd be just my word against his. And no, it was... I, yeah. yeah, no. I, I couldn't imagine. Then you got to see him. Did you, did you wind up... Obviously, you guys saw each other regularly after that because you guys worked together. Uh, ever talk about it or anything? No, because I'm not going to be that girl. Like, I'm not a victim. And, like, so I kept hanging out with him. He was actually my mentor on the ship. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to be that girl. Uh, I don't... How, would, how was he supposed to know that I was too drunk to consent? No. 
Nope. Not me. Would you figure it was a kind of a denial kind of thing or a self guilt? (laughs) It was definitely a denial thing. And it was also like a pride thing because anybody who knows me, I have a very like bravado type of personality. And so like, I'm not about to be a victim. I'm not about to be that girl that just like, oh, he did me wrong. No, I'm not about. I'm not about to do that. Okay. But looking back at it, I'm like, wow, I really was in no shape. What was your What was your rank at that time? I was an ensign. So we're saying about twenty three, four. 24, yeah. How old was he? <laughs> 44? 44? Yeah. What was his rank? He was a uh, CWO3. He was a chief warrant officer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And yeah, we that's... called him Pappy. Like, his nickname on the boat was Pappy because he had the most time in the Navy of anybody on the ship. Like, he joined the Navy... A month after I was born. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I honestly I couldn't. Wow, I I wouldn't be able to imagine something like that. That like where I'm at in my position now. Like I try to um, distance myself from anybody, even if I mentor them or you know try to I, I not distance, but more of a professional relationship. I, I don't go out very often with many people f- that I work with, stuff like that. It just it's shit like this, you know. And I, I'm sorry, I, I I couldn't imagine something like this happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it wasn't the first time either. So this wasn't the first time, like with on the ship or no, no, like this wasn't the first time that. I had been assaulted in the military. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't want to ask, but like, I don't want to ask like a number or anything like that. I don't want to be inappropriate, but like, is there like multiple, multiple? Is it like, um, it it was just two. Two. When was, so the first time, so you were an ensign. Was it on? Was it on the ship? When the first time happened? No. Yes. Back at the academy. It was at the academy. Yeah. Now, if you don't mind sharing, how how did this come about? If you don't mind, like I said, this is all just. Sorry. If you're okay. Um. So, I was at the academy. I think I was a sophomore. Yeah, I was a sophomore. And it was a guy that I had been casually hooking up with for a while. Okay. Um, but there's this there's rules, right? Like you will not have sex in the dorms. No. Okay. Females and males cannot even be in the same dorm room with the door closed. Like the door has to gotcha. be completely open. If you get caught in the room with a, someone of the opposite gender with the door closed, that is a major conduct offense 
and you'll get in a lot of trouble. Okay. If you get caught in the room bumping uglies, that is what's called a, a, a they had like levels or whatever. It's called a 6K, like a 6,000 level offense, which is a separation level offense. You will, okay. you can get kicked out of this. So we're hanging out in his room and he starts hitting like touchy feely. And I'm like, all right, bro, lay off. He's like, nah, let's let's just. And so he's got me up against the wall. And he was a basketball player. So he's like six foot four. I, for reference, I am five foot four. And at the time, I weighed like 130 pounds. Okay. And so he's got me up against the wall. And he's like, no, oh, let's do that. And I'm like, no, no, no. Not now. Like, not here. I'm not trying to get kicked out. Like, bro, like, and he was not taking no for an answer and so at, at some point in it I was just like you know what limp and just let him do what he was going to do because I didn't feel like being physically hurt like because at sometimes at some point the fight becomes like an actual fight and so after after I said no like fifteen times, I just like let him do what he was gonna do and bolted after that. And did you report this at all or no? No. Because no. one, we had had sex before. So yeah. people are gonna think, well, why would this be any different? Two, it happened in the dorms, where if it got reported that we were bumping uglies in the dorm, I could have gotten kicked out. Wasn't trying to do that. And three, eventually I stopped saying no. So what's he going to say? Like, well, she stopped resisting, so she obviously wanted it. That that and I, I don't mean to say what you're saying is wrong. I think that's she stopped resisting. So it it, it just I, I don't know if you could hear if you can hear yourself when you say that. It, it just to me that that fucking tears me up because I have you know a wife, I have a daughter, and this shit you know we've talked offline about what I went through in Iraq and how we, how it changed my perception of a lot of these things that are going on. Um, you know, I talked to Bobby Joe Whitlow episode 16. She explained stuff to me and this, and in that same instance, that was, that was during desert storm. It happened to her 20 years later, 2013, it affected her life. It affected her family, her children. It, it, it should. It, it really fucking irks me that females in the military have to think this way because of whoever it is, whoever the offender is, can't get their fucking head right. That it's no, it do not, no, it, it this is not what we're doing. And I, I just, I, I can't even fucking wrap my head around it, and it drives me absolutely nuts that you have to have a mentality of that 
that, you know, she's, this is what they're going to do. Then, you know, that it's already played out in your head that this is what it's going to happen. So no, it's not even fucking worth doing it. Yeah. No, it's like, people are going to be like, well, there are false reporting and what were you wearing and what were you doing and how much were you drinking? And then nine times out of 10, the female ends up being the one getting in trouble or whoever was assaulted ends up being the one getting in trouble if they report it. So if it happens to you, you just fuck up and move along. It's fucking heartbreaking. And then we have training, of course, in the military in which they put the statistics out and mm-hmm. it's still, it's like we, we breeze through these fucking, these, these, yep. these PowerPoints. It's a PowerPoint on fucking rape. That's what we're going to do. Here's what we do. They say, no, no. If it gets reported, then we really need to do a, and it, that's the bad part is it's a person's word against another person's word. And it, <clears throat> for anybody who is listening any female or male because most male rapes go unreported. Most female rapes go unreported. Mm -hmm. If you do encounter a sexual assault, whether you're military or civilian from a law enforcement standpoint, go directly to the hospital. They will do what's called a rape kit. I know it sounds terrible. It's a sexual assault kit. What they do is the nurse or doctor takes the clothes that you have on. They do an examination and everything, and they take samples. It is more likely to catch and prosecute your offender when you go directly and take care of this as soon as possible than if you wait a while, take a shower, kind of think it through and then come to the police department or NCIS or whatever other government agency that is in your area. That is that, that that's how this is the fastest way. Um, and, and the best way to do it. And I know it, obviously I've, I've never been in your shoes and I, I don't mean to say that it says it's as simple as ABC, but this is the, the, the way that we know how to deal with it and to be able to have actual DNA and samples and all these, this evidence to put that person in that spot. Because if you say, Hey, you raped this girl, man, I don't even know that girl. Funny because your DNA is inside of her. Or I don't know that dude weird because there's a sample of your love juice inside of his orifice. Um, however you want to put it, but what about savvy? I'm sorry. I thought they were asking questions, but this this is um, savvy. Uh, I think the savvy is Sapper. Savvy Advocate Program still running. I th- is that Sapper? What's the Navy Sapper. one now? It Sapper. is Sapper. So yeah. the Sapper, the Sapper is only able to do so much. They are not law enforcement. They have some training how to help the uh, the the survivor. They they have. Um, they pretty much are the reporting person. They are so that the survivor does not have to talk to a shit ton of people. So it's the same thing as here in Illinois, we have what's called Lara Bita. I am, I am not qualified at all. 
to talk to, uh, say, a female who has been sexually assaulted. I don't have some most of the times women don't want to talk to another dude. Like, listen, I just got done dealing with one of you guys. No, I don't even want to see you. Send me a female to talk to. So if you have the sapper, which is more than likely going to be a female, most times it is a female. Um, the sapper will go and talk to them, do their best to get a statement or whatever else so that that person doesn't have to talk to a cop, doesn't have to talk to the CO, doesn't have to talk to the XO, CMC, and all these other people. Pick me. Okay. okay. I, I, uh, Lieutenant, Lieutenant, you have something. Um, so the program for Sapper, uh, to my knowledge is they are the liaison. They give you all your options. They let you know what you can do, what will happen if you do this or if you do that. They let you know about restricted and unrestricted reporting. And we get you counseling, even if you don't want to report and like go through all the process of like trying to get this person you know, sent to jail, like, well, we can still help you with the medical stuff and the counseling and all of those things. And they're just the liaison person. Like they're like your safety blanket in between all of the stuff that you have to do. If you want to report or if something happens to you, they're like, talk to me. Let's, let's, let's figure this out. out. What do you want to do? We, ours was a chief warrant officer. I can't remember her name. But I do remember, and I, I was telling you how I was falsely accused, um, and I I went directly to her. I said, listen, this has gotten back to me that this happened. And she's like, I have no idea what to do for you, but uh, I'd say write it down, exactly what happened in your mind, and keep it on you at all times. And when I wound up getting picked up by NCIS, and we went to NCIS, I told him exactly what happened, and then I gave him the piece of paper. I was like, this is what happened, man. And he's like, okay. And that's, that's how that got dropped. But, um, it's, it's, it hurts me as not only a military person, but a father, a husband, a son, um, to think that this is, this is the norm, that this is what it's become to, um, I am happy to see that it has become more of a, into the light, not to, go off my playoff of what we did in Iraq, but to, to what, to actually push more for this, this norm for that to change, to, to, to really see what can actually be happening and to let our sons know. And my son, my, my, I have two boys. One is uh, severe and profound special needs. My other one, Charlie, he's got more fucking energy than a lightning bolt. And I tell him, well, son of a bitch, like, you keep your hands to yourself. Otherwise, I'll cut your dick off. I don't tell him that, but I will. I don't give a shit. You ever fucking miss touch somebody who doesn't want to be touched. A parent comes to my house and tells me, you're a little boy. He came over to my house, put hands on my daughter. I'm going to knock that little son of a bitch out. Like, no, we don't play that shit. I will never, ever. You are going to be the, uh. What's his damn name? You will be Keanu Reeves. That's who you will be. You will when you take photos, it'll be like this. It won't be like, come here, baby. We're gonna take a photo. There will be no hands on butt. There will be no. It'll gonna be like. That's where you will be. That's how you take your photos. Oh, speaking of which, and false reporting and stuff like that. Fleet Week, New York. Uh, The whole theme that year was selfie with a sailor. 
So like literally the USO just like handed out selfie sticks to all the sailors. They had selfies while you were in the Navy. I'm just saying we're dating how we're dating ourselves. I was on MySpace and you were doing selfies. I'm just putting it out there. I had MySpace, but it was when I was in high school. So, okay. Um, anyway, um, it was selfie with a sailor. That was the thing. And so everybody okay. was like, oh, let's take pictures. Let's take pictures. We had a sailor who took a picture with a young lady. Um, her mother then claimed after the fact that he groped her. And he literally wound up in jail. What and the fuck? His chief had to go get him. And he got was this close to getting kicked out of thing. Come on. What boy. happened? Uh they end up doing the investigation and all that stuff and he was exonerated. Like the picture, like he had hand on her back. But her mother said that he was groping her ass and you know feeling her up and shit. When all it was was one photo. Yeah. And because they made the accusation, the cops rolled up and and they had to go, the chief had to go bail him out of jail. And it happens just that fast, too. You know, um, that again, that's another one that's that's heartbreaking. False accusations is what put me into a spot that I was against all these accusations coming out. But again, in my time in Iraq, and I found out that once we started changing all these lights on the base that we were at, that not only did it save the base money, but the the sexual assault reportings took a significant dive because it was so much better lighting out there that there there was there was no dark corners, as we put it dark corners to go and hide in to grab somebody up so it was it it, that changed my my image and then i i started seeing stuff in different lights the way that men were talking to women in the in the military uniform and then in in civilian life and i started thinking like you know that's a it's a little inappropriate i mean we're setting a tone here do we do we really want to be that casual or are we going to be a little bit more professional in our in our careers so i keep my mouth shut unless i know my company yeah no it's one of those things like i have a really like masculine personality about me so like when i'm around my guys we'll do all the joking and the stupid shit and all that stuff and and talk dirty the dick and fart jokes yeah exactly but there are some jokes that you'll you'll hear and you're like, mm, that's a little sus. I'm gonna need to I'm gonna have to watch you. And but that's like that's literally female spidey sense on all the time. Like we just gotta be on the lookout for But it shouldn't be that way. Yes, right now they should, but it should not be that fucking way. It shouldn't be that way. It should not be uh, I am not like women tell me that I'm privileged because I'm a man, because I can go out for a run and not have to worry about shit. Nobody should have to worry about shit. Nobody should have to worry about running down the street and getting shot. Nobody should have to worry about going for a run in the morning and somebody pulling them in and raping them. Nobody should have to worry about this shit. This is just fucking evil fucking people who need their dicks cut off. 
I don't know why I'm sticking with that punishment, but I, 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 I think that that should this kid Brock who, who fucking raped the dick should have been gone. Set the fucking precedence. Guess what? You ain't raping anybody anymore, buddy. Good luck. You should probably swim faster now. You don't need speedos anymore. Good luck, though. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Talk about this kid's swim time. I completely agree. That being said, like talking about like nobody should have to worry about certain things. So you are a straight white man. Yes. All right, if I'm okay, cool. Imagine being in the military as a black female member of the LGBT community and also an officer. Like all of them are super minority. Like just. I could totally picture myself there too. <laughs> not, not, not even in the slightest. I, I would. So now in my, in my age where I'm at, and I was never really a person who was against anything. I just, I, I'm one of those ones who always saw it in those days. It's like, don't flaunt it in my face. I don't care what you do or how you feel about shit. Don't flaunt it in my face. Um, so, but I, and in, in, in my younger days, even then I didn't care, but in today's date, I, as long as you're professional with me, if you're going to be on a ship, like, or even on the fleet anywhere, perf- your uniform comes first. That that's 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 my thing. Your uniform comes first. Whether you have an American flag tattooed all across your back with a giant fucking bald eagle and you know guns all tattooed up and down you and it says magma wherever to to having rainbows and unicorns tattooed on you. I don't fucking care. I do not. But when you come into work, make sure that you're gonna come in professional. You're going to do your job to the best of your ability. You take care of your junior sailors, Marines, airmen, soldiers, because that's what it's about. That's why I love the veteran community. I've said this time and time again in the podcast. You are a younger. We'll go with younger. I'm not going to say young anymore because, well, let's face it. There's a couple of grays I can see in the hairs there. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But you are a younger black female that I wouldn't know your background to save my life. Except that we've been talking about this. I'm a white male that grew up on the south side of Chicago. And Faith could have had could have had it that we met on a ship you were a a, a, a brand new ensign and i could have been like a bm3 and st- standing watch we would have gotten to know each other because when you go out to sea you don't have wi-fi you don't have all these little games and everything when you're standing watch you talk to people you talk to fucking everybody yep. to find out things about people and we find out and we really really encompass the things that really bring us together that was one of the greatest things about military service and people are like man i wish motherfuckers would get along better go see the veteran community these motherfuckers are doing right. weird shit right right the military exactly. the, the veteran community we're hanging out like Fuck, man! I don't see color. We legit don't see color. We show up like we'll. I'll bring I like. See, I see navy blue. 
I see Marine Green. I see Army. That's where I'm at. We we love each other. We we don't give a shit about where you came from. What you know, but we want to know your. We want to know you. We want because we're all underneath one common goal is to end the mission. That that's what we've been doing. That's what we've been working towards, and that's why I love the the mill talk, the vet talk, the 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 groups like that where I've met so many people through TikTok, and I know it sounds so goofy to say that as a grown-ass man, but people, whether it, it's people who are in their 20s and are still actively serving, people who are in their 30s that are still active, actively serving, people who are in their 40s, and then people who are in their 20s that just got out, people who are about to retire, and they're like, man, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Hey, bro, let's talk. Let's get to know each other. And it's it, one of my best friends coming up in the Navy, he he was my brother. He is my brother from another mother. His, he goes by Joshua Star Rogers, also known as Jay Star. Grew up in North Kakalak, Chapel Hill. The dude looked like if Dave Chappelle and Eddie Murphy had a love child. That's <laughs> the, the guy. The guy is funny as can be. I always worried about him. You know, he 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 did not have a filter. Married. You know, married with two daughters, divorced guy. He always had anger issues. Now he's like taken care of through the VA. He gets med weed because to chill him out. The guy wound up filing with the VA and got all of his back pay. This dude, all he ever wanted to do was beats and rap and stuff like that. I'm like, whatever, man, you do you. And me and him, we were salt and pepper. That's what people knew us as. It's like, there goes salt and pepper. White dude, black guy. That's how we rolled. It was, this my brother, man. That we fucking loved. And we still, to this day, we FaceTime each other. He shows me, his, he wound up taking all that money. He got, he opened up a studio, a rap, well, a music studio. But he, he shows me videos of this shit. He sends me pictures of his daughters, how old they've gotten. You know, I mean, they're in their teens. We're family. Like that dude. I'll, I'll take a bullet for that dude. That's my brother for to the day that I die. And it's because we spent only four, four fucking years together. We, always, <laughs> we spent four fucking years together. That was it on a ship. And the only reason that I met him was because of the United States military. That's mm -hmm. my dude. That he's got my mm -hmm. back. He will tell you, follow him. PH three. I'm going to represent my dude for a minute. PH3, you got to check them out. It's called Podheads on the Third Floor. That's where the name came from. PH3, J Star. This is my shout out to my dude. Uh, <laughs> I'm proud of him. I'm so proud of him. He worked his ass off just to try and take care of his daughters and and wife. And he dealt with a lot of shit. And it, oh, it yeah. doesn't matter what color you were. It doesn't matter what you know gender you decide to become. It, it doesn't matter what your sexual preference is to me. I knew this was, this is actually a case in point um, on the ship. There was this guy, he was a, uh, he was a PS. He was a PSN, SN uh, Barnes. First name was Elvis. That, that to me, like, <laughs> a long time I didn't know. That. I just knew him as Barnes. You know how the, how the, uh, the Navy is or the military is. You always talk to people by their last name. So PSSN is what his name is. And he was like, I can't wait to be PSN. That's what he is, PSN. Uh, Barnes, he got out of the military, and he came out as gay. 
So he was in the admin birthing, and he had the bur- uh, the the rack right across from this other guy, uh, Whiteman, uh, Y and two Whiteman, and he he's like, wait, what? Now Whiteman looked like. I don't know if you've probably never seen Salute Your Shorts, but uh, there's another guy in there named Donkey Lips. This guy had Salute Your Shorts. I'm not that young. Have you seen Salute Your Shorts? Yes. Do you remember Donkey Lips? Yes. That's what he looked like, but bald. So he had like his head was shaved. He was a little hefty. He's like, that dude had the rack across from me. I'm like, so? And so he's gay. And okay. Well, you know, gay dude. I was like, I guarantee you, you're not his type. He's like, well, well, how do you know? Like, <laughs> what the fuck do you care, dude? There could have been a straight guy who was jerking off in his rack anyways because he's looking at dirty photos. What the fuck does it matter? Well. He was dude, get the fuck over yourself. It isn't a big deal. The guy did great work. He had his Iswas. Who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. He could have had a bunch of gay dudes in 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 well, I mean, any of the other branches listen to it. They assume yeah, all the gay yeah, guys yeah. are gay anyways. Yep. But I, I don't I do care. Like a, a couple of things to say. Like one, no talk has saved my life. Like literally saved my life a couple of times. Like yeah. every time I've been in crisis because I got like mental health issues. Every time I've been in crisis, and I just message somebody who I follow on Miltalk, like, "Hey, bro, like I just need an ear right now. Hit me up immediately." Like, That's awesome. Immediately, call me back. Like I'm gonna do a couple of shout outs. Simple for doodle. Hit me back. Zipper for Google, good people. Yeah. Uh, Staff Sergeant Bubba, I think he goes by Bubba Dirty now. Oh, Bubba Dirty. Um, And then there's this other guy. Um, he goes by Barbecue and Fool, but he's also a vet um, and does a lot of mill talk stuff. And I don't know if I know that one. Cool dude. So... I hit him up and I was like, hey, bro, I just need an ear. 30 seconds later, I'm like, ring, ring. Oh, hey, uh, I did not expect you to call me. Like, he's like, yeah, what's going on? He's like, oh, you know I'm a licensed therapist, right? And then just like, therapy session right there. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Have you heard of um, the Headstrong Project? No. If you get a chance, and I know you you don't really have a whole lot in your house right at the moment um, mm-hmm. to write it down, but I'm I'm gonna text you and send you the Headstrong Project. I want you to look at them. They're the they're the organization that's getting me therapy uh, once a week. I do a Zoom meeting with my therapist. I was able to go and see her before COVID hit, but. They get post 9 11 uh, veterans the mental health that they need at no cost to the veteran. Oh, so wow. uh, it's in a couple of states. I, I can't remember if it's in California now because I know you said you're going to be going out to California, but you're going to be in a really great place um, out there. So I'm sure they're going to be taking care of you. But for future, 
uh, and they're recognized by the VA. So um, if you go when you go and file your claim, you can continue to see your mental health professional that you get licensed with through the Headstrong Project. But all their notes go over to the VA to go toward your disability. Oh, cool. Cool. That's awesome. And yeah, that's pretty important. the one other thing that I had to say about what you were saying earlier about having like best friends from the military that like you would never have been associated with otherwise. Um, I had three best friends that I met at the academy. Yeah. And we are still best friends to this day. That's good. We got Red. Um, <laughs> we call her Red because she's a ginger. Um, and, uh, she was a prior enlisted Marine before she went to the Academy. Hoorah. Right. Um, we got Leanne, <laughs> who is affectionately known as, she is the, the as what was that? Hmm. She was known as what? Half pint. Half pint. I'm assuming yeah, she's little. Yeah. Um, and then there's Ashley and me. So Red and Leanne are of the Caucasian variety. Me and Ashley are not. Um, and it's to the point now that we all, except for Red, all of us have kids and all of our kids love each other and are like friends. And we still hang out. So a couple years ago, we were all turning 30, with the exception of Mariana, because she was older than us, because she was prior enlisted. But we were all turning 30. So for 30th birthday, we did a girls weekend and all went down to Fort Lauderdale. Or not Fort Lauderdale, uh, St. Augustine. St. Augustine, Florida. To party it up. And still to this day, like... Mariana hit me up the other day. I was like, hey, girl, I know it's been a long time since we talked, but I just want you to know that I still love you. You ain't got to say nothing. I know you're going through some stuff. You ain't got to say nothing back, but just know that I love you. And That's went on about another way. Ashley calls me, like, on a daily basis. She was here in town, like, two weeks ago. And was just like, hey, I'm in town. What you doing? I was like, nothing. You coming through? Yes. And she just stayed in my spare room. Just because. And Leanne lives across town. And we used to get our kids together. Like, I got pictures of our kids just, like, playing in the pool, splashing around, having a good time. Um, I'm about to move out to California. Uh, My girl Ashley, she lives in Arizona. So it's, like, close enough to visit. And her son yeah. is just like, oh my gosh, I get to see my cousin Junior. People who I would never have met before. Leanne is from South Carolina, like little itty bitty town in South Carolina. Ashley's from Yuma. Uh, Mariana is from uh, somewhere in North Carolina, and I'm from Kansas City. Like, we never yeah. would have met each other if it weren't for the military. But now, That's pretty we can't imagine our lives without each other. I hear that. 
No, I seriously do. Yeah. Man. It's it's been a trip for you, you know. Um and like I said last night, I mean it today. I'm proud of you. I really am for for the difficult choices you've had to make in your life uh to better your life for you and your son. And uh I look forward to hearing from you again on all this. I look forward to seeing you out there. You got to make sure I get that information. I come knock on your door. You'll be like, who is it? Like, man, Miss Boats. And you're like, oh, shit. He did come. I'll be there. <laughs> like, bro, you better call first. Because I answer doors a little aggressive. That's okay. I'm the police. At least I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, um, like I was saying earlier, most of mates were some of my favorite sailors. Like y'all, y'all got it done. That's what we do. We do work. We work hard. We play hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all almost got me in trouble. We do that as well. Yeah, this is a fact. We do get people in trouble on a regular. If you see the bosun mates run, that means you should have ran a while ago. <laughs> oh man, I remember I was a uh, I was small boat officer qualified, and all the bosun mates on my ship had a tradition. That your first time out as small boat officer, they're gonna get you wet. It's happening. Like either they're gonna like flip around and get a leak to splash up on you, or they're gonna turn so fast and knock you overboard. But you're getting wet. It's gonna happen. Yep. And because I grew up around a lot of enlisted people. I kind of knew it was coming. And so, like, as soon as they did that, I was like, <laughs> and so I got, like, just a little bit of, like, a, on my shoulder. That was it. And I looked at him like, really, guys? That's what we're doing? Like, like, you don't know me. Really? Yeah, you know what's up. Say something. Be careful. You wind up getting duct taped to one of the ducks. Dude. Oh, because I hung around so many prior enlisted people. And then like as an officer, I hung around a lot of enlisted people when I shouldn't have because I actually got a negative fit rep for that because my CEO was like, you're more comfortable talking to an E6 than you are an O2. And I was like, yeah, I am. But um, so. I got around a lot of the pranks and the gags and the stuff that you pull on like the new people. Cause like I saw him coming. I was like, mm, you're not about to have me out here looking for a male buoy. <laughs> the male nope. buoy. Man, hey, that same dude I told you about J star. We had that dude in a full, full on harness and everything trying to get a shit sign to fold down the mask. We got him. We got a lot of dudes. We they had one of the poor little EN man. He was EN FN fan. 
they had him out there in the fucking um the long john silver outfit the the rain the banana outfit and he's out there with the damn boat hook waiting for that damn male buoy to come along and it said don't miss it man it was pouring rain i was like i feel so bad he was a nice little kid too man he was smart he was wicked smart but yeah they messed with him bad and we 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 uh we had one dude we had one guy i can't remember his name off the top of my head now but he was uh working up in front of spy while it was radiating and we were like oh dude what are you doing so we were working on the uh the unrep stations we're like the aft unrep stations what are you doing up spies on i didn't i didn't hear anything what's that you about to fry your whole self up. Oh, well, you know, you can't have kids after that shit. He probably shouldn't have had any anyways. <laughs> um, so this dude, we told him, we're like, yeah, man, you need to go down and get the, the shot from Doc. And he's like, what shot? We're like, you got to go to Doc. You got to go get that shot. And there was a GMC that was standing up in the bridge that was, um, he was doing like the, because we were, we were, uh, we were transitioning through one of the straits or some shit like that. Oh, so yeah. he was going to run all the guns from up there. Yep. And he pops his head down. He's like, what's going on? We're like, he's been up here in front of fucking spies. Like we've been radiating. We're like, we know we told him he's got to go see docs. Like you, you need to go down to see doc. He's like, all right, Roger that guns. So he starts leaving. He's like, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call doc right now. He calls doc and lets doc know that he's coming down there for the, uh, for the, the, the spy shot. Doc breaks out the fattest fucking needle he could find. He's like, yeah, bend over, dude. And he's like, oh, shit. He takes off running down the P-way, and he disappeared. We couldn't find him for the rest of the day. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That is amazing. Ooh, you want to hear how the uh, the Navy um, uh, rumor mill works real quick? Just, just I already know, but go ahead. I'm sure you know. Oh, I was terrible. I was terrible. I used to, I had a great CEO that would allow me to make up shit right in front of him. And he'd say, yeah, go ahead and run with that. And then I'd have to start spreading and see how fast it'd get back to him. His name is, he was, he was commander Roy I Kitchener. On this day, he is known as Vice Admiral Roy I. Kitchener. And that motherfucker still listens to me. <laughs> Raj. That's what's up. But no, so um, little old me, baby midshipman, on summer training, out on a, on a boat, on a frigate, no less. Yeah. And that's back when they still had all male crews. They had a few female officers. But that was it. Everybody else, dudes. So I showed up. Midshipmen, because they are going to be officers, are not allowed to fraternize with enlisted. This is no. Um, so I show up to the boat. The female midshipman who was on there the month before me had just declared open season and was just like, for everybody. So when I showed up as another female midshipman, everybody's looking at me like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, hell no. 
Absolutely not. You got to be kicked out. Mm-mm. Nope, not me. I'm not the one. Oh, man. So I had this one guy who, so because I knew that this was going to be a problem, the only people that had my contact information were the guys in the shop that I was assigned to. So yeah. the people who I worked with. That's it. I forgot what it was in the story. I don't remember what the story was about. But Dude. we're recording. Yeah, I see that. And I do not remember at all where I was in the story. What was the story? Or even what story I was telling. This is what we can't talk in between recordings. Are you sure you're not a both mate? I mean, maybe like a little bit. It had to be. Oh, uh, so you had... Uh, the midshipman before you was open for business. Oh, it was yeah, open yeah. hunting season on yep. beaver. It, yep. was, it was, yeah, they were every, all the sailors were out for beaver pelts um, for the last midshipman. And then you came along and you were like, nah, fam, hunting season's over. And they were exactly. all still like, are you sure? And you're like, yup. Exactly. All right. So, my, uh, they attach you to another sailor when you're there, and that's your running mate for the whole time, right? So okay. I had my running mate. He had my number. This other trailer goes to the barracks, gets my running mate drunk, goes through his phone, finds my number, and starts texting me. I was like, what the hell is this? He's like, oh, it's so-and-so. I was like, who? He's like, it's so-and-so. Ian, whatever. I was like, how'd you get my number? You gave it to me. No, I did not. Yeah, you did. No. I absolutely did not. Please delete my number and stop contacting me. Oh, you don't be like that. Yes, I am. Delete my number. Matter of fact, I got a week left on board. I don't want to see you for the next week. I want to see you. You see me coming down the P-Way, you turn your butt around, and you walk all the way back around and go the other way. I don't want to see you. Oh, I was like, you ain't going to do that. No. Do not. So, yeah. get back on board. I'm walking down the P-Way. He's walking down the P-Way the other way. We see each other. I look at him. I give him this. And he's like, she ain't gonna do nothing. I was like, I wish you would. And sure enough, he came down the P-Way towards me. I threw his ass up against the, the freaking bulkhead, kneed him in the gut, and then shoved him down the rest of the freaking P-Way. And the rest of the crew out there was just like, By the time I got back to the academy after summer training was over, everyone was like, yo, did you hear about that midshipman that just like beat the shit out of a sailor? Like I heard that they freaking pulled a pipe wrench off the wall and just walk, 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 walk all over them. And I was like, hmm. As rumor mill. No, I did not hear that story. 
that that's how it grew. I mean, I I did give him something to remember me by, but I I didn't like beat him within an inch of his life. Like, and thus, the legend of Lieutenant Brianna McLeod <laughs> beating people with her pipe. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see. Well, I gotta I gotta be honest, <clears throat> ma'am, sister. This is it's been a rough one. This is this has been a, a tough story to, to hear. And um, I couldn't imagine having to share it. It has been a journey for you. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Uh, is this the first time that you've actually talked about this? Or have you talked to other people? Um, yes, I've talked about it, but maybe not so much in so much detail. Like um, different people have gotten like, different parts of it but this has been my first time i've just laid the whole thing out i'm honored i i I truly am i am completely honored and that's why you know um i don't i don't often get to meet the people that i i interview um I, i hate calling this an interview this has not really been one of the most formal of interviews but i don't often get to have a chance to meet the, the, the people and I, I cannot wait to come out to San Diego and I'm definitely hitting you up. Uh, I'm honored to be on the receiving end of all this, uh, to be able to hear this story, uh, in its full entirety, um, for the first time. And I thank you for opening up to us and let me put this on the podcast. So, you know, if, if there is that one, female or even male that was along the same lines of what happened to you is that is there and they're listening and you know if if you if you had a word for the, that person that's listening to this story right now and saying yes thank you thank you so much thank you because i'm not alone i'm not by myself Thank you so very much for standing up for us, for, for talking about this. What should I do? What, what is a word of advice that you have for that person? One, keep fighting. Do not give in to the war within. And I'm talking to myself more than anybody else. because I've had to call the Veterans Crisis Hotline like three times this week. So do not give in. And two, it's going to suck and it may backfire, but report that stuff. And if nothing else, if you don't do anything else in regards to that, make sure you get it documented on your medical stuff so that you can claim it for the VA. That's it. Brianna. I mean that wholeheartedly. You are my you are my family. I love you. I do. We 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 right now. You me. We're salt and pepper right now. All right. I got your six. 
Sunday nights, you're going to be joining us. For real, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Gotcha. You're gonna get in, you're gonna get in the little groups with us. It's gonna be just like this. Only a lot more people that get loud and say stupid shit all the fucking time. It's just like the military. We say a lot of dumb shit. Uh, my producer, she's actually watching me on TikTok right now, and <laughs> I told her about our interview. I was like, I, I I will I will send you a picture of the the text message that I sent her. I was like. Holy shit. And she's like, are you the only person she ever told? I was like, I don't know. This, <laughs> I'm so fucking like frazzled right now. Like this is, this is never, I, I don't know. This is a story that like needed to have been told long ago. You are an amazing person. You are beautiful. You are wonderful and you are loved. And I cannot wait to meet you. I promise you, I'm coming to see you in San Diego one way or another. I got your six girl for real. Boats got you. And I got yours, bro. I appreciate you. I do. I love you. And, oh, God, thank you so very much again for sharing your story with me. Thanks for having me. Like, when you responded to that message and you were like, yeah, I'm doing a podcast. You want to come on? And I was like, me? Like, like me? Really? I was super stoked. Well, I'm thank you again. About it to everybody. You tell them Article 15. You got one now. For real. Hey. It's a, it's a, it's in your permanent record now, kid. <laughs> That's a All right. Thank you for coming aboard. God bless. <laughs>